0: You're listening to Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, performers, composers, and kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it interesting and fun. Because music is for you. I'm your host, Darlene. And I'm your host, Rebecca Lane, Director of Upper Beaches Music School. Let's cue Cue the music! Music Welcome to another episode of Kids Cue the Music. I'm your co-host Rebecca Lane, and I'm your co-host Cesaro Lane. and we are getting ready for our winter recitals at Upper Beaches Music School. So we are talking today with Moira to learn all about memorization of music and stage fright. <music>
1: So welcome, Moira. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what instrument you play? Absolutely. So I am Moira. I am a violist in in Toronto. Uh, So I play the viola in a lot of orchestra settings. I do some musical work with Mervish. And I'm also the violist of the Deva Quartet, uh, where we play electric instruments in more of a band setting. That's the bulk of what I do
0: so, so cool that you play viola and that you play in a band. I'm really curious to hear more about that. You're here today to talk a little bit more though about memorization and stage fright, so we want to get into that. But why is this an important thing to talk about, do you think?
1: Well, I struggled with it for years. I had uh, the worst memory growing up. I could never memorize anything. And as a, as a child raised in the classical scene and, you know, wanting to prepare for December recitals, just, you know, like a lot of children are right now, I struggled. Uh, I had a lot of stage fright and just memorization was not happening. <laughs> and it yeah. wasn't until after I actually graduated from university that I overcame that. So that's kind of why I wanted to, to talk about it, because it, it's been something very personal to me. And I think that... I can kind of share what I did to help to help others. Great.
0: Um, How do you memorize a long piece for performance?
1: A long piece. So when it comes to the classical music, I tend to be a little different than others. I I tend to, I need to listen to it many, many, many times. I need to listen to uh, whatever I'm playing over and over again. So I can basically sing it to you by memory. And that's, that's my best way. Once I can do that, I actually just start playing along with the recording. So sometimes I'll even record myself playing it. Like I'll record, you know, little bits at a time, whether it be an eight bar phrase or whether it be like the whole introduction of, of something I'll play along with a recording until I can do that without the recording. So it, I have a rather long process to memorization. A lot of people will memorize according to the chord progress or, According to I don't know I, I actually don't know how other people memorize that's how it works for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think some people just play it so many times they just they just memorize it and that works for some people yeah but it doesn't work for everyone
1: yeah that doesn't really work for me um I I tend to need to hear what I'm playing with so the stuff that I struggle with the most is actually the solo stuff because I have no um, support underneath but when I'm playing a sonata or a concerto or you know when I was younger and I was playing you know conservatory or the Suzuki repertoire having that piano part with me really helped so that's that's kind of what I I listen to the piano parts and that kind of helps me um with my own part
0: yeah so playing along with the other parts helps remember helps you remember what's coming up in your part
1: absolutely Mm, cool and then when it comes to to my electric stuff like the more pop tunes if you wish yeah. <laughs> um or the rock the rock stuff it's it's a lot of the same thing it's a lot of listening to the bass lines um and sometimes it's just even listening to the drummer's builds. you know i'll know oh my chord change is coming because the drummer is building yeah. up his beat so I have to change with the drummer, but it's a lot of listening to what the others are doing. And it sounds like it takes a long time. It does. I have the worst memory. (laughs) Um, So it, it definitely is a long process for me in particular.
0: Why don't I play as well? When I'm performing as I do at
1: home, ah, the performance anxiety. So I used to have a funny thing that that would happen to me, and i I've outgrown it, luckily. Um, but when i when I would perform my whole leg, my right leg in particular would start shaking. <laughs> I was so nervous that and it was such a it wasn't a small shake. It was a visible shake. So when I was doing even my bachelor's recital at university, my whole right leg was shaking the entire time. And I think that really affects your playing. So when you're anxious and you know, you're, you're you know, in front of other people and you're you know, maybe shy, maybe worried you're going to make a mistake, our bodies kind of get that extra adrenaline going too, and it, it can affect our playing. And so that's why we play differently at home than we do in a concert setting because, you know, we're being watched. We automatically feel that pressure of, of an audience. What should I do if I forget everything during a performance?
0: <gasps> well, I don't think I would actually forget everything, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I There's a couple of different ways. There's If you forget everything, then, I mean, worst case scenario, you could maybe stop, but I would say try to keep on going you know, a lot of people in the audience, they have no idea. Again, it, it, it's very different classical versus rock music, right? Because in the classical world, you know, it's it's hard to keep on going when you're the only soloist, mm-hmm. right? It's That's a little bit more obvious. So if you forget everything, I've done it. I, um, I actually did it in my bachelor's recital. I had to completely stop a song and restart it. I have a story almost exactly like that, but tell us yours. <laughs> well, it was exactly like that. I was so nervous and my whole, my leg was shaking and When my leg shakes, my whole bow was kind of, you know, shaking, shaky bow, if you call it. (laughs) And uh, I just, I forgot everything. I blanked. It was like a completely white page in front of me, pretty much. And so I had to stop and I had to get my music and I had to restart with my music.
0: Oh, I had to definitely do that. But I also had like, I had to go get my music and then start the performance again that definitely happened at least once you tell your story but the yeah the thing that I was gonna say is when once I was playing a piece in a performance with a pianist and it was one of those pieces that the opening section comes back again like you play the same music later that but you it played has at the like, beginning but it has like a different ending yes and I mm-hmm. went the wrong way I took the wrong ending and I was going back I realized I was about to play the whole entire piece again starting from the beginning <laughs> and so I stopped and I went over to the pianist and I pointed at where we were going to restart and then we finished it. And then after I was done, my violin teacher was like, why did you do that? You should have just played the entire piece again. And then no one would have known. But since you stopped, mm-hmm. they knew that you had made a mistake. Actually, they thought the pianist had made a mistake because I pointed to, at her music. Oh. <laughs> Everyone assumed that she had messed up. She had done nothing wrong. Poor thing.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, if you can get away without the audience knowing it fantastic but sometimes I mean it's it's normal we all we all have memory blanks and those who don't I I wish yeah, like <laughs> I know <laughs> That's great. Yeah, but I mean, and and it's okay, we all make mistakes. And and it's okay, you just move on from there. And there's no point in getting flustered or embarrassed over it because we it happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's a good lesson to learn. Just keep on going, whether you need to stop and keep on going, or whether you can find, you know, a, a spot to restart or to just go to then Yeah, just Go on forward. (laughs) Yeah, just move forward. Exactly. Or or jump to a point that you do know where it is. And it's a little bit different in the rock setting in my band because I can often if I, I mean, I forget stuff all the time in the band. We play full shows by memory. So sometimes an hour to two hours of music by memory. It's a lot on the memory. So, I mean, it happens all the time to all of us. And we just kind of join the baseline or join another line or, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of the chords until we get back on track and that's it's it's easier to hide because you've got you know people playing along with you that can take over we uh, a lot of us know each other's parts too so if somebody forgets one part the other person will kind of jump in and play it um so it's a little bit less frightening <laughs> yeah it's not as yeah. scary being on stage with other people because they can cover it for you
0: yeah so can you play a little bit for us on your instrument? And can you tell us a little bit more about the viola and what it is? I think a lot of kids listening probably know what a violin is, but they might not know what a viola is. So can you tell us how they're similar and how they are most certainly different.
1: Absolutely. A viola is quite quite similar to a violin, so it kind of looks the same. If you were far away, you might think it was a violin, um, but it is slightly bigger. So it's a little bit wider than a violin and a little bit longer than a violin. But the biggest difference is that it does not have the same strings. It's actually lower than a violin, so it has... Um, the same strings as a cello, actually, but just enough of higher. So you have an A string, a D string, a G string, and a C string. So you kind of get that nice low sound that a violin cannot reach. And I kind of like it. Uh, well, I love it. <laughs> I used to, I actually went to university on violin. And then I switched uh, right before my master's degree to viola. I was just drawn to it with its, I guess, soulful sounds. It has a nice kind of low, full sound. So I'll, I'll play a little something for you. Um, I thought I would play "Box Bore because it's really uh, a common song for students. And this is actually something that I, I've played many times. I, I teach some of my students um, this song, but it's one that I had to memorize uh, when I was you know young, like probably around Zara's age. And, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a nice one to do. And it's a solo song. So um, there's nothing there that's going to help you with memorization. It's all you. But I'll maybe I'll just play like a tiny little bit of it. The way that I would memorize this, it would probably be in in little phrases. So maybe I'll just play the first phrase. Would that work? Sure.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. That was a great clip. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was amazing. What did you think, Sarah? It was pretty good. <laughs> What did you think about the sound? Oh, it was super loud. Yeah, it was, it's like really full and rich compared to a violin, which is a bit of a thinner sound sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I guess one of the differences too is um, I've noticed this with just even playing the instrument. You can hear the vibrations a little bit more through your body because it's got that nice low sound. You actually feel them a little bit more than you would on a violin. Yeah. Kind of like a cello. Like when you play a cello, it's just so big and vibrant and you can feel it. But this is right up on your neck and you play it the same way as a violin. So it's you feel that right in your chest and neck area while you're playing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So we're going to listen
0: to some more of your music and from your ensemble. Can you tell us, again, the name of your ensemble?
1: Absolutely. Yes, I play with the Deva Quartet.
0: Okay. And can you tell us a little bit about your group, about Deva Quartet?
1: So we started off as a classical, like, we were playing acoustic instruments and we were doing quartets and then we got into kind of like, you know, some Shostakovich quartets and then we started Playing a few covers, so just you know, bands that already existed. We were just copying their songs, but on string instruments. And uh, Liza, who is our cellist, started arranging our music, and our arrangements were, were pretty good. <laughs> so we started. We added some drums to that, and we started just playing shows through, um, just playing our covers. And then one day, kind of, Liza came to us and she said, "Hey guys, I wrote us a song." And we're like, wow, you, you wrote us like you actually wrote it. We're not playing somebody else's music. Mm, amazing. And so that's kind of how it started. So Liza now writes all of our music. And we still do play a fair bit of covers, which is what I think I, I think we're going to listen to a cover. Yep, that's what we're going to listen to. Yeah. Um, but we also do our original music that's written for electric strings so we've got an electric cello one electric violin and then two violin viola hybrids so they're actually uh five strings instead of four so they have the e string such as like violin would but also has the c string so that's what the one that i play i play a hybrid between the that has the five strings
0: mm-hmm. okay why do
1: you call yourselves a band oh that's a good question so we we call ourselves a band because we're we're not your typical typical string quartet, we play with a drummer. So right then and there, we're different. And then also the way that our music is written is a lot more like a rock band. So we have choruses and verses that, you know, the chorus that will come back and that kind of thing. But also we play everything by memory, which is something that a lot of typical string quartets don't do. So we we all play standing up. So even our cellist play standing up. And we move around on stage a lot like a guitarist and a bassist would do. So we do a lot of interacting with each other while we're on stage instead of being seated, you know, in a semicircle as a normal quartet would. So that kind of makes us stand out. And it's a lot different than what a normal group would be. Yeah.
0: And you've already answered the next question that we have was, which was, do you memorize your music for the group?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, why do you memorize the music for the group? Oh, we, okay. So we, the first concert we ever did, we did it with stands and we were reading our music. And when we looked back at our video footage, we just looked so immobile and we didn't have a lot of interaction with each other. So the next concert we did, we said, you know what? We'll try one song by memory. And then we looked at the video footage and there was such a huge difference as to how we played. We were playing better because we had so much more eye contact and, and body contact. Um, the violins did a duel where, you know, they were really basically up right beside each other and their violins right beside each other. where they were at war with, their ch- with each other in the music. And it was a physical side-by-side like side interaction that we had. And from then on, we just decided, you know what? We're going to memorize everything. That way we can move around. We can interact with each other. We can walk over to where the drummer is. Um, and it just makes it so much more interactive for the audience.
0: Amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we're going to link to the video that you sent us in the show notes. So anyone listening can go and watch DeVa play because it's so cool to see all of you playing together. It's just such a different experience than watching most string, string quartets or classical music. But before you go, we want to play a game called Composer or Pasta. No, it's Pasta or Composer. Pasta or Composer. Okay, you go ahead and explain it Sarah. Okay, So it's basically like this game where somebody says it's like a complicated word. And then we have to guess if it's a kind of pasta or if it's a a name of a composer. Okay. That sounds fun. (laughs) So the first one is Campagnoli. Mm. Campagnoli. Is that a pasta or composer? Moira, what do you think?
1: I'm going to go with pasta.
0: Mm. Sarah, what do you think? I don't think it's a composer. Campagnoli is a violinist who composed. There we go. Okay. So Campagnoli is a composer. So why am
1: I so good at this? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do another one. This is too much fun.
0: <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one more. Testaroli. I'm going to go with composer. Yeah. Composer. Both of you think it's a composer. Yeah. Okay. So let me spell it and look it up. Testaroli. 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 Is a pasta. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well that was so fun okay so we're gonna end this episode by playing some of your music Um, Moira. It's it's actually some of DeVos music. So we're so happy that you sent us that link and we're going to link it up in the show notes. And I think everyone is going to love it. We'll play a little clip from it, but you can watch the whole thing if you click on the link in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here, Moira.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me. This uh, This is great.
0: It was so much fun. Let's cue the music. Hey, mini musicians want to listen to more fun music tell your grown-up to head over to upperbeachesmusic.com rescue to get an email each week with links to kid-approved classical music crafts and much more that's right we'll send you a little package of links every monday morning so that you can keep the musical learning and fun going all week long that's upperbeachesmusic.com rescue listening to kids cue the music if you've enjoyed this episode leave us a review your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with other kids you think would love it i'm Zora lane and i'm rebecca lane talk to you next time on kids cue the music